episode 16 of Lifting the Kilt on Men's Health, a podcast series run by Men's Health Down Under. As you know, each episode we focus on a different area of men's health. Today, as always, we have Brad Butt, pharmacist and founder of Men's Health Down Under, and we will be discussing the infrequently discussed topic of male continence clamps. Welcome again, Brad. This sounds like an intriguing topic. Where do we start? Thanks, Warwick. It is an intriguing topic, and it's um, a, a topic that that's often not discussed. So another one of those slightly uncomfortable or un, un, pe- things that people are unaware of. Continence clamps are an interesting thing and they've been around for a long, long time. I can remember as a boy being in the car traveling, as I'm sure you probably can as well, and uh, bo- both coming from regional parts of Australia and mum and dad, you'd say, I want to go to the toilet. And I remember dad very clearly saying, put a peg on it. And, um, and th- that holds true. It's perhaps not as crude as putting a peg on penis but but by and large it's a similar sort of a concept the the idea of the the, the continence clamp or the penile clamp um, as it might other be refer, otherwise be referred to is what it does is it it puts pressure on the urethra and the urethra again to go back to the anatomy the urethra links the bladder to the outside world so when you want to go to the toilet the the there's a little muscle at the bottom of the bladder which relaxes called a sphincter and the sphincter in the bladder opens and the urine can then drain out obviously there's pressure applied to the bladder it's made of muscle and it pushes the urine out um, of the penis when we've got incontinence and that could be for all number of reasons it could be um, because the prostate's been removed certainly that would be one of the more common reasons for men Um, but it can happen as we age um, or with some other neurological diseases, we can end up with a, you know, with um, urinary incontinence. The the urine obviously leaks out of the penis, um, and it can be anything from a dribble, uh, which is fairly manageable with a, you know, a light pad, um, and some blokes wouldn't even use that to manage it, right through to completely uncontrolled urinary incontinence, where the urine simply simply runs out. Um, that would be more common, I suppose, Warwick when guys have just had their prostatectomy done, they have that really profound urinary incontinence, which does tend to improve fairly well with time and and pelvic floor exercises, as we've discussed previously with the physiotherapist, so they can help with pelvic floor. What we do see happen sometimes is that the guys will use uh, or have, have be recommended a penile clamp. And I think it's important to note that these things would generally be recommended by a physiotherapist a urologist, a continence nurse, and generally, you know, that it would be suggested to you that it's something to the patient, that it's something worth looking at or considering. Um, as I say, what they do is apply pressure to the urethra. Uh, on the penis, the urethra, if you look at the penis front on, or say it's your own penis and you're looking down on it um, as you stand up, the urethra is on the underside of the penis um, and, and what happens with the clamps is they simply apply pressure to the urethra and, and cut it, like driving a car over a hose or folding a hose in half, pinch the hose, and, and therefore the urine can't, can't get out. And they tend to be quite effective. So, Brad, it doesn't sound particularly comfortable. Um, and I know uh, you were telling me earlier you've, you actually trialled one out just to see, uh, to, you know, to uh, walk the talk. So what did it feel like was it uncomfortable um you know was it bulky it was really uncomfortable so the first one that we used um you know 10 years ago was called a sir clamp c-i-r-c-l-a-m-p cheap nasty not comfortable um look it wasn't terribly uncomfortable but it was a little uncomfortable when i put it on and the sir clamp um and sorry just 
I mean, look, probably the easiest way to see these things for those listening, if they're interested, is to go to the website, menshealthdownunder.com.au. All the clamps are are on there. Um, certainly from a visual aspect, it makes more sense when you look at them. The sir clamp looked like a fish without a tail and you sort of threaded the penis into it. It was all made of one solid piece of plastic. You threaded the penis in and it it applied pressure to the urethra on the underside of the penis. So there was a little lump in in this fish-looking contraption that applied applied pressure. It, so it wasn't terribly comfortable because it didn't have the ability to adjust for different, different sized penises. Um, and it was pretty rigid and clunky and, um, and a bit sharp, a bit sharp as well, I suppose. The other problem with it was that it, you had to get the, had to get it fitted just so to ensure that it applied pressure to the urethra so that, so that you didn't leak. So that was a, that's an example of a really old one. And to answer your question, yeah, it was uncomfortable. The more, the, the newer iterations, if you will, of these sorts of devices tend to be more comfortable. So if you look at it um, chronologically in, in the order of, uh, of which these things were developed, the first the first one or one of the very early ones was called the Cunningham's clamp. And the Cunningham's clamp, we don't we don't stock it. Um, it's it's not that it's old and therefore no good, but it's old and sort of been superseded by the newer ones. So the Cunningham's clamp had um, foam top and bottom on on a met on a metallic brace which went around the penis and, and put pressure generally across the whole shaft of the penis. There was no, um, no pressure p- applied particularly to the urethra. It just sort of pressed down the penis and therefore stopped it from leaking. They've been around for, for, for many, many years, um, tens of years. More recently, the, the new ones have come out, and that's things like the dribble stop um, or the Wisner clamp. The dribble stop is it's fairly... Um, familiar for those that have seen clamps before. It's got red foam and a white plastic um, coupling um, and it's and, and it, it attaches, it's got a coupling left and right hand side which um, allow the user to apply pressure to the penis um, but also to uh, adjust, if you will, for different sized penises. So you can, if you've got a thinner penis, you can have it tighter. If you've got a, a larger penis, a, 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 a greater circumference of the shaft, you can relax the clamp a little so that it doesn't apply as much pressure. Generally speaking, though, both the Wisner, the Wisner's um, an American bit of gear, and it's got a hinge on one side. So it's a bit like the Cunningham's clamp in that it's a hinged clamp. And what I mean by that is. It, um, it's got a hinge on one side and a ratchet clamp on a ratchet hook on the other, um, a bit like a wrench um, in that you can clamp it up to different tightnesses. Um, and I suppose the, the Wisen is slightly more advanced than perhaps the dribble stop in that it's got um, little little gadgets you can put in it that, that can apply more or less pressure to the urethra, again, depending on the size of the penis. Um, so, so it's slightly more adjustable and customizable. That's the Wisner. It's a blue and white looking device as opposed to the dribble stop, which is red and white. Um, so they were, they're, they're probably the two that we see used most regularly in Australia, the Wisner and the dribble stop. They're registered medical devices. So they're, you know, the quality, quality bit of kit. They're um, tried and tested, you know, they're, they're made for the purpose. They're not, they're not toys. Um, you know, they're the ridgy dig bit of gear. Um, and then more recently we've seen, um, the, this cuff style clamp. And the one I'm thinking of is called the Pacey cuff, P 
P-A-C-E-Y cuff, Pacey cuff. The Pacey cuff is a is a Canadian bit of kit and it's really quite nice. Um, having used them all, I would suggest it's perhaps the most comfortable. Um, it was designed um, more recently by a vascular surgeon out of Canada called John Pacey. And John Pacey, as a vascular surgeon, was very acutely aware of the importance of maintaining blood flow to the penis. And if you go back in time and you look at the at the original Cunningham's clamp I was talking about, it, it probably applied pressure to the urethra so that the guy um, didn't leak. However, it was it was fairly indiscriminate, and it, it, you know, in theory, it could block blood flow to the penis, which is not ideal. So it would only be used in a fairly dire sort of a situation. The pacey cuff, um, as I say, being designed by a vascular surgeon, is more likely to to um, only apply pressure to the urethra and therefore allow good blood flow uh, to the rest of the penis um, and not block those cavernosal, the vascular tissue that, that feeds the blood and oxygen to the penis. Yeah, so I'm just looking at that now on, on your website, Brad. So it's like almost like a little belt with um, that goes around, I guess, isn't it, with, um, with the inserts into it, I guess, to apply the pressure. Yeah, exactly right. So it's, yeah. it's, like, a, it's like a little belt. Um, well, it's got a, vel- a little Velcro belt um, and a couple of rigid plastic um, parts on the top and the bottom that that are fairly they're, – they're, they're not sharp. And I think sharp's probably the best descriptive word. They're not sharp. They're very – they're rounded, comfortable, um, not overly bulky. And the Velcro goes – the Velcro belt is threaded through them. So the idea being that the Velcro goes through the little plastic bits top and bottom and they're designed in such a way that they apply the pressure more so to the – more so to the part that goes on the underside of the penis, which has a, a bulge in it, if you will, a bulge that that pushes pressure against the urethra, um, and therefore it preserves the blood flow to the rest of the penis by distributing the pressure, not um, not as a belt would. If you pull your belt really tight, it's tight everywhere, but the little plastic pieces, top and bottom, um, ensure that the pressure is applied only to the urethral section on the underside of the penis and therefore allow the blood flow to, to be maintained. So, Brad, with with any of these clamps, and just because um, it's hard when, you, when you've got listeners and people can't see, like how bulky are they? Do it, does it change, like what kind of clothing you can wear, what kind of underpants you have to wear, anything like things like that? Good question. No, generally not. So the clamps tend to be fairly discreet. Um, I know a, a lot of the time the guys will use them in a in, in a social setting. So if they're going to play eighteen holes of golf and they didn't want to wear a pad because the weather's hot and the pad's full of urine and a wet pad sitting against the skin's uncomfortable and, you know, they worry about the fact that it might smell um, or cause, you know, irritation to the skin. So, or, or you know, or, or another example is they might want to go out for a nice meal with, with their family and not want to have to wear a bulky pad. And oh, I, mean, I think it's worth noting that the pads, generally speaking, are, are pretty good. And, and by and large, you wouldn't actually know that the guy was wearing a pad um, unless they told you. Um, although I think if you're wearing the pad, maybe your perception of that is a bit different. Um, but no, look, the clamps would be about as, they're, they're not much bigger than your penis, to be honest. Um, the the Wisner, you know, it's fairly, it's fairly compact. Um, the dribble stops perhaps a little bit larger, uh, but not to the point where it would be uncomfortable to, to have its, you know, on the penis and sitting within your underwear. And the, the Pacey cuff is perhaps the most... Um, condensed smallest of the of the devices just by virtue of the fact that it's working on this belt system and and it's a a cuff like a collar around the penis as opposed to a clamp that goes 
over it to apply pressure. So, no, all pretty small, quite comfortable and very discreet. Like I know a lot of the blokes that wear them that are involved in swimming, um, you know, they they are quite comfortable with it because even under a pair of, you know, fairly fairly well-fit togs, you wouldn't, wouldn't know particularly that the guy was wearing a penile clamp. Right, and to ask a potentially stupid question, it's up against your body. Correct. Yeah, well, somewhere, somewhere mid mid shaft of the penis, and I mean, you've got to remember that some for some of the guys that have got some retraction of the penis, there's not a lot of it, not a lot of room to attach the the, the penile clamp or cuff, um, so that can make it somewhat challenging. And I know, you know, if you think about the penis, it's got soft soft skin that sits on top of fairly rigid. Um, cavernosal tissue or, or vascular tissue. So if you if you rub the penis, you can a bit like rubbing the back of your hand, you can feel that the skin on the back of your hand moves around, but there's something underneath it that doesn't move. And um, you know, if the penis is quite short, some of the the clamps like the um the dribble stop and the Wisner and the Cunningham's clamp, that you run the risk of putting them on and they slip off the penis. Um, therefore they don't work. Um, you do tend to find that the pacey cuff is more likely to hang on to the penis. Um, it's got a, it's got a little um, neoprene sort of a band that goes over the penis, which helps gives it gives it give it some traction. Um, but it does tend to adhere better to the penis and is less likely to fall off, particularly for the guys that have got, you know, either a shortened penis or a retracted penis, or for the guys. And we know men carry weight on their tummies. Uh, if you've got quite a tummy, uh, you know, that can sort of push down over the penis and push the clamp off. So we do tend to find that for those guys, the pacey cuff um, holds on a bit better. So, but no, not 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 obtrusive at all, not at all. So, Brad, we we talked in an earlier episode about, um, and correct if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, but bladder volume, and that if you go to the toilet more frequently or urinate more frequently, you're actually bladder volume, it shrinks like a, like a football, like it gets smaller and then you can't hold as much and you have to, it's sort of a vicious cycle. Um, so if you're wearing one of these clamps, does that actually help with that problem to increase your bladder volume? That's one of, yeah, certainly. So that's one of the things that, um, that, that you might be referred to get a clamp for, um, particularly for the guys that, that have had surgery and they're, they're just leaking continuously. Their pelvic floor, you know, it's not as strong as it needs to be. They're working on that. They may be referred to get a, a clamp or a cuff to block the flow of urine so that they can build their, their bladder volume a little bit. And we do see that the guys with a smaller bladder volume, they might, you know, they may, may well be getting up multiple times at night, which is not great for their recovery, particularly if they're not getting good sleep. So, you know, the ability to, to, um, Increased bladder volume is, is important. And I think on that note, it's important to note that the clamps are not advised to be used overnight. We, we would only typically wear a, the, the clamp or a cuff um, for, for, for a few hours at a time. The idea is, we well, one, we don't want to become reliant on it, but two, the bladder will only hold a certain volume. And if, if we get to the point where we overfill the, overfill the bladder, it can cause problems. So you know, always be guided by by the healthcare practitioner you're dealing with if you're getting a clamp to understand how long can I leave it on for, you know, or, you know, do I need to take it off, urinate every hour, every two hours, or, or you know, how does it work? Because we don't want to cause more damage um, by wearing one of these things. So when you say reliant on it, Brad, can that be that you actually then um, go backwards in your ability to be continent? In theory, yeah. I yeah. mean, we, you know, I mean, for some guys... For some guys, regaining continence is nigh on impossible. So you know it's very difficult. And for those guys, you know, wearing wearing a, a, a pad like an incontinence pad or a guard, 
it is actually part of their ongoing life and and possibly for the rest of their life. So those sorts of for the gentleman in that position using a clamp on a on a semi regular basis, no no problem at all. Um, but what we don't want is for the guys to wear a wear a clamp and become um, reassure, you know, develop a false sense of security by thinking, oh, my continence is improving, um, I'll, therefore I won't do my pelvic floor exercises or I won't talk to the physio, um, and, it, and you know, obviously it doesn't improve because they're not they're not doing their exercise. I, I sort of talk about it as a carrot and the stick effect. So, you know, you the the you, you want to incentivize people um, by doing the right thing, and I, I think it's, this is a bit of a stick. And it, you know, it's a reminder when you get a wet pad or if you get a little bit of urine in the underwear that you need to do your pelvic floor and you need to continue to, to exercise your pelvic floor so that we can improve the continence. So we, we, we try and use that stick theory a little bit when it comes to incontinence in that we, we want you to, we don't want you to be wet, but we want you to be reminded to do your pelvic, pelvic floor exercises and not get lazy by using a clamp. Um, and look, the other, thing that, the, the other thing that we're cognizant of with clamps is that they can irritate the skin. So, you know, one of the things we normally say to the guys is when you take the clamp off to to empty the bladder every hour or two, depending on which one you've got, give the penis a bit of an inspection. Just make sure it's not rubbing. Make sure it's sat comfortably. You know, make sure there's no, uh, you know, ulceration or discoloration of the skin. Um, everything should look pretty normal when you take it off. And obviously if it doesn't, then then sing out and let, let you know, us or your healthcare practitioner know so that, we can assess it and make sure everything's in order. We know that um, the urine being in contact with the skin, um, particularly if you're wearing a, a pad, can cause can cause some irritation of the skin, fungal infections, and the likes. Um, and we don't want to upset that anymore by putting a clamp on. So really important to check the skin integrity or the the health and well-being of the skin when you're using it. And it might be a simple thing, Warwick. You know what we tend to find is the guys. As you, uh, particularly those that have had surgery, as they're recovering, you know the nights come good. You know, within you know, the nights, are, the nights are pretty good. They might be reporting that they're dry five to six weeks after after the operation. You know, but but the mornings aren't great, and then we find the mornings improve, and eventually, you know, we're just working on getting the, the patient dry in the in the afternoons and evenings. And it might be it might be as simple as in the early afternoon and evening, the guy wears a clamp for a couple of hours just to give them some relief from the incontinence um, because it can be worst at that time of day just through having fatigued the pelvic floor um, all day by exercising it and, and engaging it um, in, in part of daily daily activities. So the clamps can absolutely have a role to increase bladder volume. Um, they can be used for comfort, um, you know, for that end of day incontinence where it's really bad. They can be used for social outings, for golf, for meetings, um, and if and for some of the guys that are working, uh, you know, I, I've dealt with guys that run mowing businesses and, and landscape sort of little home landscaping businesses. And for those guys wearing a wearing a pad when they're mowing somebody's lawn, you know, for for an hour, it's it, it's a bit uncomfortable and they're hot and sweaty and the weather's warm, so that that's not great either. So they might look at using a, a clamp for that line of work as well. So it, it, they can be used in many ways. Um, unfortunately, they're not often talked about um, by the healthcare practitioners in the team. So I think it's worth getting this one out there so that people know that they exist, but know that they um, you need to be judicious in its use and get good advice around using a clamp. And, and psychologically, it must be great. I mean, it's, like you said, it's another um, uh, another tool in your bag of things for continents that you can use. But psychologically, 
um, to be able to do this and sort of, like you say, play golf or go for a, um, you know, go for a swim. Um, yeah. It must be fantastic for the guys. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, the relief, the relief for some of the guys that really battle with the incontinence when they find a, a, a clamp or a cuff that's a comfortable, because we know that sometimes they're not comfortable. They can pinch the skin, and you know they can push down on the glands of the penis, and you know, so so they're not all incredibly comfortable. But the relief on the guys, on the guy's face, and, and the sound in his voice when he finds, you know, a bit of kit that that does what he wants it to do, it's um. Yeah, absolutely. It can be quite life-changing. I mean, we talk about erectile function a lot, um, but I think a lot of guys that are listening would say, you know what, I'd, I'd, I'd probably choose continence over erectile function. And that won't be true for everybody. There'll be guys that will absolutely choose erectile function over incontinence. But but I think the, the majority of men would say, God, give me continence and I'll, I'll forego erectile function. And um, I mean, hopefully we can have both, but um Incontinence, getting on top of that with good pelvic floor physiotherapist, um, wearing the right pads, and if needed, using a using a continence clamp or cuff. You know, it, it's getting that mixture right can make a real difference. Fantastic! Thanks for your time this afternoon, uh, Brad, for covering this interesting and rarely discussed topic. If our listeners would like to find out more information about this or any other men's health related topic, how do they contact you? There's quite a bit of information on the website, so menshealththenunder.com.au. You'll see all the pictures. There's a little, little blurb on each of the clamps. So a bit of information there. Um, of course, look, the best people to talk to are your, your healthcare practitioner, so physiotherapist, urologist, GP. Um, or Of course, you can come to us um, at Men's Health and Under. One of our pharmacists will be happy to help um, and give you some advice or referral onto the right place. Uh, you can get us on the phone, one 300 um, or, or through the social channels via Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. There's videos on YouTube you know, that go through the clamps as well and you can see them there um, and any of those social media channels and we'll, of course, be happy to get back to you. Fantastic. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Warwick. Some of the information in this podcast may be of a medical nature, including discussions about medical conditions, treatments and other insights related to patients' experiences. The opinions and advice articulated in the podcast are intended to be general in nature and do not constitute specific medical advice or opinion. Please refer to your own doctor or healthcare team or one of the Men's Health Than Under practitioners if you have a specific question or concern.